1: Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Hello, my name is Demetrius. This is Jason. Hey everyone. And you're listening to Spaces Podcasts Express. Thank you for coming back everyone today we are discussing innovation Jason we're gonna uh, run through some this presentation I did some years ago which turned out pretty well and turned out well for the company that I did the presentation for but um, so we'll we'll go through this and talk a little bit about kind of each slide and kind of the thought process through each one and the thought stemmed from I think we're sort of on the cusp of a possible, pretty significant slowdown i think um coming on the tails of COVID, and there's no better Thanks time. For
0: throwing that out there <laughs> jeez and uh and, great
1: and there's no better time to innovate than when things are slow uh so to so start thinking about you know how could you look at changing things up uh sorry for the downer this early
0: <laughs> yeah no that's that's a uh, great yeah
1: so, uh, so we'll go through this uh, slide here, uh, this presentation. So when I started out the presentation, it was about, I uh, wanted to set the stage and sort of look at other industries, because we all talk about how our industry, the building industry, uh, is very slow to innovate and come up with anything new. So just to sort of set, set the stage, went through comparing like the automotive industry, I started out with the Ford. Model T, a little old boxy thing. Jason, you would probably love to have one. But uh,
0: (laughs) it's a little old for me, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Then you jump forward very significantly to like the Tesla driverless cars, vehicle communication uh, between cars. Then you look in the medical and biology from the advancement of like penicillin to cloning sheep bionic limbs and all of the advancements in the equipment that they use in the industry and we went to consumer technology so PC and Mac Walkman iPod smartphones now virtual reality and augmented reality devices and I noticed this when I was watching back to the future sort of right before I did this presentation And do you remember Back to the Future very much, Jason?
0: You know, parts of it. I I can't say I was a big aficionado of it.
1: Okay. One of my favorite movies. So in Back to the Future 2, they show Marty McFly, who's the main character. He Mm -hmm. comes back to his hometown. And it's in 2015, which is the future for them. And we've already passed that. But when he (laughs) arrives... You know, everything's all futuristic, the clothing that everyone wears, they're on hoverboards, flying cars, and all this other crazy stuff. But I noticed when you look at the, if you looked at a still, or just watched the movie again, the built environment does not really change at all. There's Mm. a couple buildings that have some apparatuses that are attached to them, but generally... The buildings haven't changed at all. They look very old and dated to when they were originally built, which I thought was very interesting to think about how our buildings very rarely change very much. when um, we jump to what, what does innovation in the building industry mean and sort of propose these questions or pose these questions in advance of watching this video. We won't watch the video, but um, let me just say these questions first. Of what is innovation in the building industry? Are we being innovative? If not, why? And how do we continue to move the industry forward? So that was sort of the primer to set up the video that we jumped into, which was, um, and I highly recommend everyone check this out. Um, It's by Mark Kushner. That's M-A-R-C-K-U-S-H-N-E-R. Uh, He did a TED Talk, and that one was called Why the Buildings of the Future Will Be Shaped by You. Um, It's a really interesting TED Talk because he goes into innovation and how our buildings have innovated over the years. And then he jumps into what is, I think, the most powerful point of the whole thing is the technology that we have at our fingertips now. Uh, specifically, social media and the immediate response we can get from people that will occupy our buildings. So we put so much time and effort into our projects, and nobody ever sees the process. And if we shared the process more through these avenues, we'd get an immediate response, and you can adjust and shift directions and push the the boundaries of what are, of what are possible. So that's the ultimate or what I took from it the most. So now jumping back to those questions, uh, I'll put the pressure on you now, Jason. Great. In, in your mind, um, what is innovation in the building industry?
0: So meaning like ideally or what we're actually seeing right now?
1: Uh, I would say let's start with what we're seeing right now.
0: Well, I think the biggest move in any situation has really been um, a lot of the off-site panelized construction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing more and more of that from companies like Intecra and those types of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I mentioned, I think we've talked about it before in in weeks past, how much quicker some of these projects have gone together with that and a whole lot more accurately. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest innovations I've seen Mm -hmm. since, you know, I've been in the industry. Yeah. Um, and I can't really point to too much prior to that other than a few simple things like PEX plumbing as opposed to copper plumbing and stuff. So speed and, and everything else that goes into that. Um, but I think we're going to see, I think what we're seeing right now is that offsite panelized, but then there's going to be more and more of that type of build philosophy I think is going to start coming through.
1: Yeah. And then I think on the design side, the clear innovation has been, you know, drafting programs. So, uh, AutoCAD, Revit, um, all the 3d programs, there's too many to even list, that's probably been the biggest innovation. And it's not much. Actually, when you look at what like what we actually provide, is that really innovating buildings?
0: No, can, probably not. Huh? Can
1: it can buildings be innovative? So that goes into that next question of are we being innovative? If not, why?
0: I don't really think so. And I think we've talked about it before. I think there's gonna take a little bit of a um of a generational shift that has to occur first mm-hmm. um, before we start getting into this. I think right now you've got a lot of, you know, quote unquote industry veterans that are you know still leading the charge right now and are kind of at the tail end of that. Um, and it's been that way for the last probably 30 or 40 years. Right. If you think about it from, from an age perspective. Um, and I think it takes the next generation to really start pushing these things. I mean, you, you talk to guys like, you know, Puneet that was in there and how they look at things differently and servicing differently and those types of, uh, mentalities are what we're going to need to be able to really push innovation, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, and, and the reason B is because it's so, at least in my opinion, is because it's so financially and capital uh, restrictive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The the industry that we're in right now it's not it's not just like you know um, computers and stuff where somebody can buy it and write a new program and come up with a new idea and go and just program. And I'm not trying to minimize that for anybody that's in that, but you know, you got to buy land, you got to put up the capital do all these kind of things. Like it's, it's massively capital invasive. So I think, I think the idea and the concept, which is what I've seen with some of these builders that have gone to the offsite part, it's been the next generation, if you will, that's been willing to say, we can make this work and taking the jump on that. So I, I believe that's what it's going to take. I think we're just a little, we're a couple of years, or maybe a recession away, as you're saying, <laughs> a recession away from some of those individuals leaving who have been saying, "I'm going to take it, you know, ride one last wave type of deal, and then I'm out." Yeah. Um, and I and I know a lot of people have said that. Yeah. Um, so at least at least in our area, and then I would only you know naturally assume that that's going to be the case, you know, for for a lot of other places. So I, I believe that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've just been kind of you know the old guard has kind of kept that back a little bit. Uh, and understandably, you know, why are you the one that's going to want to innovate in the last, you know, couple years of your run when you've done something that works so well for you for so long? Mm-hmm. You know, let somebody else dive on the sword, right? Yeah. Um, So I, I think that's part of the reason why.
1: Yeah. And the, the thing that always stands out to me that you know most people come back to is like Steve Jobs and Apple. You know, they had the Mac for so long, and then all of a sudden you come up with the iPod that can carries all this music has nothing to do with the mac then you put it all together with the iphone that has the music that can hold everything and it's a computer as well and all this other stuff mm-hmm. um, can something like that happen in the built with a building who knows uh is anybody thinking that way probably not <laughs> so then the last question is how do we continue to move the industry forward Maybe that's a too big of a question for this, uh, for what we're doing today. But, um.
0: well, I, I think I think what it would really take is a little bit of think tanking, right? Yeah. So as we, you know, I, I think it's going to be that next generation where I'm willing to look at things differently, probably than a lot of other people that are, you know you know, 15, 20 years, my senior in this, in, in, in my type of capacity, right. For other companies and whatnot. So then if you pair that with some other individuals in the industry that like use architect and engineer and guys that know construction really, really well from the actual, you know, building of the house and those types of things and how we can start to pair things together. Mm -hmm. um, I think it takes like a group you know what I mean? A group of individuals and it's going to have to start small. And it might be even like those new builders that do eight unit projects. I mean, how many times do we see that where it's a four unit project and it's like, this is how we're going to do this. Yeah, And then it's like, okay, we can do it with four. Can we do it with 12? You know what I mean? And then you try it with 12 and all of a sudden you're up to maybe a 30, you know what I mean? Especially here in Southern California, there's not gonna be a lot of master plans going forward in the next five, you know, five years and beyond. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think, I think that's how it's going to take place. Um and I think it can take place. You know what I mean? But it's gonna take some risk though, which is the other thing, which means you have to have an investor that sees the vision, right? And understands it. Yeah. Um, can possibly, you know, quote unquote change the world and how that's perceived. But now we've also got like the 3D printing houses. I think they're doing that somewhere and yeah. you know, overseas and a lot of other stuff. So I think it's coming. Um it's just it's just a matter of how quickly will it take shape. Yeah. So I wanted to finish off with
1: these. It's called the Eight Nations of Innovation, which are from Rick Warren, uh, who's a local pastor here in Orange County. It's called the Eight Nations of Innovation because all of these words end in nation. First one is termination. What do I need to stop doing? So as you think about whatever your sliver of the industry is, If you look at the full totality of that profession, what is it that is just not working? And you hate it every time. And it's like, why am I doing this? Maybe that needs to go away, whatever that is. Collaboration is the next one. Although it doesn't end in nation, it's an Asian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Collaboration. How do we do it with a team? And I thought this one was really fascinating because I've been seeing this recently a lot. There's a lot of big companies that are starting to come together for um, individual projects or campaigns, but some of the ones that, um, that I was looking at uh, were GoPro and Red Bull, which seems to just clearly make sense for a campaign with GoPro and its sort of extreme sport connection and Red Bull with its energy and its extreme sport connection, Mm -hmm. Uh, Starbucks and Spotify, and Uber and Spotify. And they partnered to basically create these essentially uh, music ecosystems for Starbucks customers and Uber customers. Hmm. Uber and GM partnered together for a campaign where GM gave discounts of their electric car to uber drivers because uber was making a push to shift to more electric vehicles and i'm sure that was probably some policy play and then i started to think not even beyond just companies but um just different aspects of business so you think about like costco as a grocery store and then having a gas station which don't necessarily come together but they make Mm. sense together and just things like that. Like, how can you collaborate with another profession or another thing to make whatever it is you want to take on even better? Um, combination. What could we combine to make something new? Elimination. What could we take out to simplify? And that kind of goes back to termination a little bit, but, um, the ultimate goal is to simplify. Right because we have way too many layers most often <laughs> to a lot yeah, of things, mm-hmm. uh, reincarnation. So what can we kind of look back into the past and sort of um, revamp it in a new form to create either the same thing or something different, reuse it in a, in a new way, rejuvenation. How can we change the motivation and purpose of why you do something?
0: That slots pretty well for our industry, really.
1: Yeah. Um, illumination, how can we look at this in a new light? And then fascination, how can we make it more interesting? So those are the eight nations of innovation. Again, as we sort of navigate through business and this industry, uh, I think these are important things to think about because it can ultimately improve whatever it is you're doing in, in various ways. So I wanted to leave with, uh, if you are thinking more about innovation, um wanted to make sure I make this plug of on Gable Media, G-A-B-L, media.com. There's a couple other podcasts that I would highly recommend that you follow along and check out if you're looking for innovation in these areas. There's Practice Disrupted, which talks about innovating practice. Um, so not just technology in the sense of drafting and 3d programs but different management software and ways that you approach business particularly in architecture but anybody could pick up something from these and then the other is troxel trxl uh, and talks about how technology is changing architecture specifically but again anybody can pick up anything from from these big conversations about technology uh, in particular with our industry. So with that, I think we'll leave it here for today. Thank you again, Jason, for joining me today. Thank you to listeners for listening. We will talk again on Thursday. Thanks.
0: And they kind of knocked me out with your whole, uh, we're going to go into a recession idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This show is part of the Gable Media Network. You can check out similar content at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. You can help support what we're doing here by leaving a five-star rating and a review on your preferred podcasting app. It helps others find us, and your support is the only way that this show grows. And don't forget to connect with us through our Facebook community, Instagram, and see the random thoughts and articles that we share on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for spending some time with us. Talk soon.